This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Chaney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. Copper Weiss. Copper and Wise. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Well, I, I noticed that whenever I say my name, it's like Copperweiss. Copperweiss. If you guys have any questions to submit to the podcast, email us at coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, buy a shirt at the link in our description. I think you can also donate money to us through our link tree. If you want oh, to do really? that. I believe so, yeah. I know you can through our band link tree, but... Uh, so be the first one and uh, I'll hook donate it up. some money. I'll hook it up. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll like turn the button on before we post this. There you go. You heard it first. You heard it here first, folks. Um, this is the metal metals uh, news station. Yeah, after metal all, news right? site gossip. Top metal news site. Um, you know what have you? You hear about things on our podcast about ten years after they happen. We're right. uh, very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> if we make a like newscasters. albums of the year list, you're going to get albums from a lot of different years. <laughs> Dating back as far as like 1972. You know, I was thinking about that though. If you make an album of the year list, why does it have to be that year? It's just the albums that I listened to that year. You know? I always do that. Well, if I make a list in my honorable mentions, I always am like, these are actually the albums I listened to yep, this year. Because but to I make also... a list of a bunch of albums that came out in one year, I mean, I don't know. That's I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of hard for me to do. It's super hard. It's also just hard for me to name an album of the year. I That would be completely impossible for me. So many albums come out in one year. Even yeah. a top 10 list, it's kind of like, uh, I'm really trying to narrow it down here. I mean, especially if we're doing it the way that you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been able to do it. I don't even I know why I'm thinking like, of that right now, but... It's off topic. Uh, it's not the end of the year. It's not. <laughs> That's it's what we said. The beginning of the That's year. what we said. We said on this show, everything is just discombobulated. So we're talking we're about, saying we're, things we're out of, right now compiling our uh, top 10 album of the year list of 2015. Yeah. We do things on our own timeline. We don't yeah, play by other people's uh, rules. That's what's up with us. We're going to, we throw you curveballs. You never know what you you're going to, you never know what you you're going to get. You're know. like, Oh, it's March? Cool, it's time for talking about albums of the year. <laughs> From 2015. So, <laughs> but anyway, you have it. Yeah, you guys, uh, I think you... Anyways, uh, send us like a, an email if you want to submit a question for the podcast. A lot of people have been submitting questions lately. I'm, feel, yeah. I'm really feeling this. And we've been this. sort of uh, not taking a whole lot of questions lately, just goofing around a lot. Yeah. So we figured we would dedicate some time to your guys's questions yeah before that though uh we are about to go on tour so Correct. come and check us out in one of the cities i don't know if we need to go through and name that's them not all copper again crab, by the way no that's not copper crab that is our band our metal band although a live copper crab show that it would be sick. now that would be cool that would be fun now that Seems like a good idea, but I think that <laughs> you don't have to load, right? Oh man! So first of all, you and me are flying. So it's like a DJ. From, we're flying from city to city. Yeah, I'm bringing nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, nothing. except for maybe uh, I don't know. I'm using a clothes. I'm using a house mic. Yeah, I'm rolling I'll through with a house. I'm rolling mic. up to the house mic. 
Wait a minute. If we're talking. doing a live episode, do I have to do all this producer stuff? Probably. Oh, damn. Fuck. I get shafted every time. Yeah, well, you can you've always wanted to be a DJ. Yeah, I know. So, true. we can you can just like do the DJ thing. It's I the am same the, like, a DJ of sorts. It's I'm the DJing same button our, our pushing, voices, right, kinda. Naveen? <laughs> Wink. <laughs> it's the same kind of button pushing that a yeah, DJ does. Like people try to stick up for DJing. No, it's it's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's not like <laughs> playing guitar. I know. <laughs> I know. You remember back in like 2012 where everyone was trying to equate. I, I, don't get me wrong. Being a good producer, producers and DJs are two different things. Producers are yeah. like Skrillex. I love oh, a I good he's producer. Also a good DJ, he's a good DJ too. Yeah. So these are two different things though. If you're exclusively a DJ, it is not like mastering. I mean, it's, still, the, it's like, I don't know. It's maybe a skill, it is, but I don't think it takes as long. I, uh, it's just funny that we're saying that because Chani and I like love DJs and we like going <laughs> to that kind of stuff. No, I really do. I actually, but let's be go. real here. Dude. Come on. <laughs> you know, it's not Naveen like has DJed a many parties I've been to. Really? I could say many. You have DJed like DJing is 15, fun. It's a great 20. Thing. It yeah. is a skill. But is it the same as like playing the harpsichord? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Also, uh uh well, I, this isn't an also, but I've been wanting to get some CDJs. Yeah, dude, totally. I'm, that I'm seems about fun. That. Every time I we go somewhere and see a person doing that, I'm like I feel like I could get into that. Well, that's the move because the way that they do them now is it's you just have your music on a thumb drive. So <laughs> you roll up to the show, your shit's on a thumb drive, you plug it in. Yeah. And you're like, I need two vodka Red Bulls. And then they give you two <laughs> vodka Red Bulls. And then you just and then fucking you're like, have hella flip, fun all flip night. Flip that shit. Naveen, we <laughs> need to get your drums on a track. And then you can just sit back there and like headbang and like, you know, do the thing. No, I would be get the conductor. Two, get two vodka Red Bulls. I would conduct. Like Frank I'd Zappa. I don't know how I would conduct you, though. What is that? Like, when you're doing a high, I'm like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then a low is like this. And then when you want, like, a... What are the... Guttural? How do you do, like, a guttural? You're like, a guttural is like... It's like lower. <laughs> yeah, low there. <laughs> also, by the way, we have a... This podcast is a, a video podcast, mainly. Yes, so. in case you're wondering what kind of hand gestures we're making and You'll how, to check out how the cute YouTube. my coat looks this week. Cheney's coat is a hit in Nashville. <laughs> I mean, geez. Dude, everyone is loving my coat. We it's can't go anywhere crazy. without her getting a comment on that coat. I know. It's crazy. Or people wanting to try it on or take a picture with it. I mean, <laughs> it's like they've never seen a coat like this it. before. It is amazing. <laughs> we're not exaggerating either. We, we were just at dinner <laughs> and a girl was like, oh my God, I'm just like feeling your like, uh, like she, she didn't even put it into words. <laughs> I was like, oh, her vibe. <laughs> I think she just meant my coat. I, know, but I, I think I, the coat was like, the coat offers a mystique. You know? <laughs> An impenetrable mystique. Who's the girl in the coat? Who's that girl in the coat? Ooh, that thing is salty as hell. <laughs> Can I try it? Man. Navina's made, I think, probably the saltiest I'm drink making of salty all time. Cocktails. And he came in here and he had the nerve to say it was good. Oh, it's amazing. The other night we went out to dinner and it's Naveen really poured uh, an entire like salt shaker's worth of salt into his water. Yeah, that didn't really go. It wasn't the right application. Oh my God, dude, you've been reading too much bro science. This isn't a bro science thing. I just actually like it. Uh, 
But you want to hear something weird? So on the that last, reminds me of a warhead. Exactly. So on the last maybe two podcasts, I've been making these little drinks that are vodka, lemonade, and a bunch of salt, and you shake it up and then pour it. And now what I what you're supposed to do is put it over sparkling water. But then uh, I got this ad in the in my news. I have some stupid news thing that comes into my email. They have ads. And one of them was for this like elect salty electrolyte drink. Huh. And it was like pay 5 bucks and or or get the get a, you know a starter pack for free. Right. And I was like salty electrolyte drink that sounds like something I would like cuz it's right after I've been making these salty drinks. Yeah, totally. So I got I got it. We've been calling them salty boys. I got it. Free ad for this company, Element. What up? I wish they would endorse me. But look at this. I got a whole pack of these things, these little packets. They're super salty. They got yeah, electrolytes. Yeah, like the most salty. You know when you wake up in the morning and you uh, haven't had anything to drink or eat yet and you eat something or drink something super salty and it just like puckers up your tongue? Woo! That's what I feel like your drink does to me every time I so, yeah. take a drink of it. So I mixed one of these. I think this is for like, you know, working out, like replace the salt. Yeah. But I mixed Naveen, one. Naveen logic. Is, My logic That's a good is drink. I mixed it with some sparkling water, lemon, and uh, two shots of vodka. It's actually not the worst thing I've ever had. Awesome. I've had much worse drinks. It is so good. And uh, you know what the flavor of this I, one is? Can it's, I also interrupt you to say that it's yeah, so well. salty that you can't taste any alcohol in it. There you go. 100%. There's no alcohol. I can't taste tell whatsoever. that there's alcohol in but, it. But uh, this is chili mango. So it's actually a little hot. Got a little hot kick to yeah, it. Yeah. It's not so, so bad. I don't know, dude. These things are... Uh, I was checking it out and... I might be sub- like subscribing to this thing. These Free things advertisement. Are don't let that thing have too much airtime. Jesus. Brought to Get you it out of here. I wish that we were like a podcast Get that had ads here. and I could be like... I love this stuff. You know what I do is I make cocktails with it. Is it called Lament? I think it's called Element. Oh, like you know, oh, that's your creative. Yeah, I like anyway. the I like the packaging. Very. Anyway, nice. I got five bucks. I got. Let me see how many of these I got. I got a bunch of them. One ten. <laughs> really good. I love them. Straight that's up. awesome. Uh, this is my kind of thing. Salty drink. Love it. I'm drinking a a wine called Bay Bridge Red Blend directly from. Um, the motherland of our podcast, the Bay Area, San Francisco, San Francisco. Um, it's very sweet. It was honestly, it was two dollars at the grocery store. So I said, "That's the and wine I was like, for me." There we go. I'm proud of you. I know because usually I'm a. No one knows this about me, but I'm a very expensive date. I know it, <laughs> but I was like, "There we go." Three. So when I picked out the three dollar wine, Naveen was. I was like, there we go. Two ninety nine. I can work with that. Yeah. It reminded me of two buck Chuck. Yeah. Two buck Chuck, I think it is three bucks now. Yeah. They raised the prices. Went up to three two buck, buck Chuck. Two buck Chuck at uh, Trader Joe's. Dude, which, I was thinking of Trader Joe's today. There's one across town in Nashville. I looked it up before we moved because I was like, but you know what? Honestly, when I'm on like, when I know what I want to get at the grocery store, Trader Joe's isn't the spot I want to go to. Really? Yeah. I like going... Because, you know, when we do, like, diets and stuff and go to the grocery store, it's like, I know the exact brands. I know, but there's some diet-friendly stuff at Trader Joe's that you like. That's true. On a, uh, ideally, I would go to Trader Joe's 
No, ideally, I would just go to like a farmer's market and get some things at Trader Joe's, and but then Trader Joe's here Walmart. Is like, it's like in Nashville, right? It's like yeah, it's far. a long way away. Yeah, we live a little outside of Nashville, so, so we're not going to be driving wondering. there anytime soon. Know, but I was thinking about how it would be cool to make a Trader Joe's. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go all the way there. But. Yeah, <laughs> maybe on tour we'll visit a Trader yeah, Joe's. There we go. Like, so, be. like I was saying, we're about to go on tour. We leave in two weeks <clears throat> with our metal band, progressive death core metal technical or metal outfit prog band entheos we're going on this thing called tech trek with uh arch spire and inferi and vulvodynia and you can find the dates in our description um or listen to what last week's episode when we went through each and every day and every date and we talked about our favorite things from each city so when <laughs> we go on tour i think we might try to shoot the podcast from the van how sick would that be that would be i mean Y'all need to drop a comment below. Should we shoot from the van? <laughs> if we get five likes on a comment, should we shoot from the van? We're shooting from the van. Then we're shooting from so the van. So five likes. I'll be the first like. Free giveaway <laughs> and of <then> 10 <laughs> likes. <laughs> Free giveaway of our podcast in the van at 10 likes. But it starts in Seattle, and it's going to be our first show that we've played in three years i cannot believe that, that is i just can't crazy. either we didn't try to like go on tour immediately after the covid stuff no we didn't we were, we were like sitting tight to be completely honest with you we wanted to have <laughs> we we just finished our album this week i finished recording vocals on our album the album is done it sounds like that i uh, but we wanted to wait until our album was out to go on a tour and the initial plan was to have a single out before yeah. this tour which isn't going to happen, but it's for good reason. I mean, we spent a lot of time on this. I got in an accident. We got yeah. Evan Brewer on bass where, uh, you know, it took some time to do all of that stuff. So we made a cross country move in the middle of it yeah. all. So, you know, we had to flee. We we're uh, wanted in California. Yeah. So we had to leave state lines. Yeah. So I'm actually afraid of going back. Yeah. Uh, on tour because I might be arrested. Yeah, both of us are, are we're not welcome there. So that's a, that's a story for another podcast. Yeah. I guess. So yeah, um, but yeah, come and see us on tour. Say hi. Do you listen to the podcast? Tell us in real life. The oh, other actually, day we are playing in um, Santa Cruz, California. Yeah, where we used to have our life. Was Those there. are yeah, we our origins there. are definitely a part of my heart. Will always be in Santa Cruz sure yeah, i love it there agreed it's gonna be weird to be there dude it's gonna be awesome though i'm excited yeah. because i loved living in santa cruz it's gonna be so fun now though to go back and see all of our friends see your mom yeah. your brother your whole family is coming that's right uh, it's just gonna be so fun we started our band there we started our podcast there uh without santa cruz we wouldn't be the naveen and cheney of now the people that we are now yeah naveen's yeah. from there be- so it's definitely gonna be weird to like visit. I know. You know, so weird because for strange. so long it was we were from Santa Cruz. Has it been long enough to feel like we're gonna be visitors, or are we gonna be like, oh, we're just home? And no, we're gonna feel kind of home for sure. Yeah, because today I was actually, I was going to buy fabric to make those sound panels. Mm-hmm. We're building a studio, by the way, and uh, I was in the dra- the parking lot of the hobby lobby yeah and i was like whoa i'm like still in nashville this is weird 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? Yeah, just uh, still here. Like this is the longest I think I've been. Yeah, this is the longest I've been out of California, like ever. Yeah, and that's not a not saying that in a bad way. I love being in Nashville. It's amazing, and I don't. I one hundred percent love that we moved here, but it's just weird. It's weird. And I experienced this after I moved away from Des Moines. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird to be away from the place that you lived for so long. Right. But I really feel at home in Nashville. You Me know, too. we know like uh last week we went and saw the ocean and leprous and uh we just know a bunch of people at shows. It was Our great. friend was working yeah. merch and yeah, it was it's just I feel very at home here. And Me I too. think well, I know that the metal community is why I feel so at home. The metal community is so amazing. And it's like, we're all a part of this special little niche. And going on tour has allowed us to know people in a ton of different places. And there just so happens to be a high concentration of those people in Nashville. Yeah, and a lot of people are moving here. A lot of people are moving here. There's a crazy... Copying me and Chaney, obviously. <laughs> it's whack. Of course. But there's a crazy awesome music scene here. Yeah. Uh, I just love it here so much. It is, but it it'll is really feel, great. it'll be interesting to go back to Santa Cruz for sure. Yeah. And I think it'll even feel, it's like, it, it's not, yeah, it's not like a bad weird. It's just no. like, whoa, I'm like still here. You know what? <laughs> I know this it's been sounds, how long now? It's been like three months. I know this sounds crazy, but I kind of want to take my scooter on tour. Uh oh. Danger. Well, I, you know, last time was, uh, but I kind of, it would just be, ridden it since the accident? no, I haven't, Whoa. but it would be fun. I was just thinking about how fun it would be to be in Santa Cruz and go check out the boardwalk. And I was just like, how am I going to get over to the boardwalk quickly and for not a bunch of money? And it's with my well, scooter. Well, from Santa Cruz, you could walk to the board. I mean, from a, the catalyst, the catalyst you can walk uh, there. It's like a 15 minute walk. Yeah, but it's like a five minute scooter ride. Yeah, I know. That's why I love them scooters. I, I know. <clears throat> I've ridden mine a few times, so yeah, I'll probably ride mine. I'm just never gonna ride mine after I've had a drink ever again in my life. Yeah. Never doing. Truth that. be told, I have ridden mine after I've had a couple of drinks again. That's not good. <laughs> that, that means you haven't learned anything, Naveen. Um, yeah, I, I I guess I shouldn't be laughing about it, but I mean, you can't turn back time, you know. I was uh, being really safe. Though. Yeah. I hope our parents aren't listening to this. Jesus, my mom listens to every podcast. Well, it was just me, and you know, I, I, wow, no. <laughs> you're just digging yourself. All right, don't do it again. Part. Let's edit yeah, that part out. Let's edit that part out. Well, I will never do that. I wouldn't let you do it. And if you were, what does that mean? And if you were around, just stop. Why does that just stop? <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it either. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of it us wasn't like that. yeah, it was I shouldn't make excuses. That was stupid. Yeah, that's really dumb. I, I you know. You know, you live and you learn. So you gotta learn from it. You shouldn't do it again. I would like to ride my scooter around uh where we live now. It'd be fun. Yeah, we really should. We live uh Go close to, to water. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, come and see us on tour. Uh maybe you'll see me driving my scooter. Um sober. Well, <laughs> incredibly sober. <laughs> Hey, well, if that's the worst thing I've done, you know, then I, I'm doing okay, I guess. You know? Oh my God. But Naveen's been building a studio, which yeah, looks I awesome. I, I was like going to show pictures of it on here, but 
Let's do it in a couple of weeks when it's done. Let's do like a picture slideshow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It's looking awesome. It looks really it's awesome. awesome. It looks like a professional studio. It looks... It's getting me hyped up, dude. So I'm building some like sound diffusers, some absorbers, you know, all that stuff. Bunch of nerdy shit. I've been doing that all for the last couple of days, actually. So you really have just like day to night. Day to night. I'd be doing it right now. I actually didn't want to stop. Night. I didn't even want to do the freaking podcast. I was like, really? Fuck this. I want to <laughs> fucking keep making my diffusers. Yeah, maybe you can make some after the podcast. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Ooh, it's already like 11. I'm probably really? Gonna, oh, probably my God. You know, it's funny. We have been putting the podcast out not on time, but every Thursday for the past couple of weeks. So here's another Thursday it, episode. Put, like first, it's like, all right, it's we want it to come out on Wednesday. So let's put it up at uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit. It's Wednesday. We got it. It's Tuesday. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it early. Yeah. And now it's just. Well, at least we did it on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, what was funny is I'm like, all right, when we move out to Nashville, it is like go time on the podcast. Neither of us have day jobs anymore. You can just freaking do this shit all the time. But I still find ways to make excuses to not do it on time. Well, you know what? I, th- I think we will start doing it on time now. The album has been a huge like yeah. roadblock in us not uh, getting anything else done. The album has been honestly consuming my Woo! brainwaves for the past three months. Yeah. Ever since before we moved here. I know. And that, and we've been honestly doing quite a bit of const- literal construction. A ton of construction. Like, and on that's our not house. me, like, you know. It's not like, it's not like fun. A crew it's not of, like, and it's also not like building shelves. Yeah. And there's not like a crew of guys here. It's me and Evan, like, fucking busting ass like <laughs> knocking down walls and doing a really and... really good job though thank you yeah it looks amazing yeah. the studio that these guys have built is crazy i mean i painted the walls but really good. it's incredible loving it and i'm excited to see uh what comes from that studio. i'm excited to get in there and play some goddamn drums yeah what, i can't I'm wait to practice in there all right so let's get into some questions we have a ton of questions this week so uh, we thought we'd answer them. If you guys want to submit them, like I said, hit us up on Gmail. We get to them all eventually. So, uh, Naveen, can you do the questions jingle? We don't have one. Now remember the. Hello. On copper crab. No. On copper crab. That's something. That's not no, the jingle. No, it's the glistens one. Well, you. There's nothing. <laughs> it's question time. Oh, question time. Yeah. You literally, that's like when my grandma is trying to say my name. She's She goes through the Rolodex of everyone else's name before she gets to mine. She's like, Steph, Sean, Cassidy, Cheney. All right, let's try it again. Ready? It's question time. All right, there we go. Okay, all right, all right. All right, we can do that again next time. <laughs> I don't know, dude, because you did it a week ago and you already forgot. True. True that. <laughs> All right. The short-term memory is not... It's, it's a little dull. It's out, going. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. It's disappearing straight yeah. up. <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> All right. You want to read the first one? Yeah. So we got Colin O'Kane. Shout out Colin. Hey, guys. You two are the best content creators. Thank, well, thank you. you. That's, that's exactly... <laughs> 
my title. You know that that's what we're going. Really, for. just putting up top tier premium content. I swear Thank I didn't you. write this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Col- My name is Colin. Colin. Colin uh, <laughs> you are so Colin, awesome. If I was trying to make up a name to yeah. write in a question, Colin okay. it definitely Bean. would be Colin O'Kane. Because I'd be trying to like sound a little, um, like you know, fr- like I'm from a different country, right? Like I'm from Ireland or Scotland. <laughs> and also, I would like miss, uh, like the are those ag- adjectives? <laughs> okay, this is actually kind of crazy. Now All right, right, keep going. By the way, I'm cold reading. This. <laughs> okay, I haven't like I didn't read it ahead of time and uh, and you know think All of right, an answer. Colin O'Kane. <laughs> Okay, know? I've been going back and listening through every episode of the podcast in full from the oh my start, God. and I'm up to episode 81. Colin knows too That's much about lot, us. Dude. This is a good guy right here. Colin, you're rad, man. He loved every minute of it so far. He laughed. He cried. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I paused and went to Drain Potal. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Drain, Drain Potley. Potley. Oh, Chipotle. <laughs> Okay. We did that. I last listened night. to Soul Niger, Kilo Quiche. I bought a copy Whoa. of the Bhagavad Gita. Wow. Whoa. I showed my 64 year old mother, John <laughs> Longstreth, who said the quote, I think that might be the best drummer ever. Did you really do that, Colin? Because if so, that's sick, dude. So there we go. He dude. is the best drummer. <clears throat> Two questions for you guys <laughs> Levine, dude. <laughs> I love Colin. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> What's it like being a guy in a metal band, dude? <laughs> question, question, question. I think that was a joke. No, but really, what kind of hardware or software do you use in your songs? I'm thinking of the glitchy electronic drum and synth sounds and new light and resonance. Okay, fair. Answer that. Let's answer that and then go to the next uh, one. Okay, yeah. Well, he's talking about doing like glitchy drums and stuff. Yeah, or like in resonance. Yeah, I usually just, um, it's like really simple what I do. I I usually just pitch the drums up a bunch, and that makes them already sound sort of glitchy. Well, I think he's talking about, oh, drums. I'm going to give him the short answer. I'm going to give him the short answer, okay? You download a plugin called Effectrix, okay? It's an old plugin. It makes it all glitchy. And then you take the drums and you pitch them up. There you go, boom. You'll have the instant sound. What about synth? I do some more stuff than that, but that's a good start. Synth sounds and new light and resonance. Okay. So for the for those synths, they're heavily reliant on... Uh, um, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, you're going to take it... You can do it with re- really any synth. You, um, you just make the decay really short, and you program in a guitar riff or wh- whatever you want. Uh, and you turn it into some like, some sort of like an arpeggiated thing, right? So it's going to be That's what he's talking about. Yeah. We and have then a throw the Effectrix on there and it'll start glitching and boom, you're done. Good to go. We use those um, for like transitions between songs live as well. Yeah, we put some cool like stuff, Which I stuff. am into. You know, I, I've seen many bands in my day. I've seen... Bands who have no sound in between songs, and I've seen bands who have sound, and I having no sound is always kind of a little weird. Mm-hmm. Just going completely silent in between songs. Yeah, I've been thinking though, like on the newer set that I've been working on, 
I'm leaving like gaps where there will be just like dead silence for like a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it would be kind of cool. Then that's also enough time for me to talk. Yeah. And just um, it has an impact if you play samples all the time and then all of a sudden you just end a song like damn. Totally. Well, also fucking dead silence. It I, could be impactful. I think it also helps to have production because if you see a band that has no production and like everyone's just kind of standing around all awkward on stage during those silences in between it can look a little weird but i you know i'm really partial to uh the way that a band like the the production of a show i like when a band vibes yeah the vibes if you will i like when a band judging by the jacket judging (laughs) i like when a band has lights and fog and does it up a little bit i agree Hundred percent. God, I want another one of those salty boys. They're good. Anyway, um, let's finish up this question. Yeah. Cheney, um, do you do guest vocals for anything that's not dick ripping tech DM? I'm a drummer first and foremost, but I have some tracks that I wrote and recorded. So he's looking to collab live on the show. Oh yeah. He wrote <laughs> some tracks at some point. He can't sing or scream. I guess it's like genty misery signals. Wondering if you take oh, on any gigs. Cool. Okay, Chaney, do you take on any gigs? Love yeah, I do. I actually, um, most of the guest vocals that I get hit up to do are not technical metal. Yeah, it is a lot of like, it's more like, gent- yeah, like proggy stuff. Um, so yeah, I do. The only prerequisite is that I like the part. When we have, or I feel like I can do something with the part. And we, I say we because I record Cheney. That's right. I have turned down parts before, but it's only been if I truly feel like I do not have anything fit it or, yeah, yeah. don't want to do it. But I, this sounds like something that I would really be into. Uh, Circa is one of my favorite bands, and Misery Signals has put out one of my favorite metal albums. So, but yeah, we do a lot of guest vocals, Cheney. Yeah. We do them here at the house all the time, dude. Yeah, I do. Just hit me up. Um, I like to do guest vocals over stuff that, you know, I don't, I honestly, a lot of Entheos, especially on the new record, as much as it has like super tech crazy shit, I, they're super, like there are rock parts on the record as well. So I really like to do vocals over all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, just hit me up. I'm, I available. am available and hear anything out. So. All right. There we go. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, thanks, Colin. All right, Jacob Lloyd. What's good, Naveen and Cheney? Been jamming the podcast a while now and even wrote in once before regarding my band, Primordial Atrocity. You guys gave some solid advice for my situation and I appreciated it greatly. Now for my question. Uh, If you could write a letter to your younger self when you had your first studio recording experience, what do you think you would tell yourself? Uh, also, Jake's band, Primordial Atrocity, is playing uh, directly after the show that we play at El Corazon. There's a stage. There's like a little bar right next door to El Corazon. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. It's I love going is in that the, bar. The one that has the pinball machines? Yeah, totally. It's called Funhouse. And oh. there's a stage in there. And yeah. I don't think we've ever been in there when a band played. But Jake's band is playing directly after our show. Cool. So if you guys are at that show, go check it out. I'm going to be over there checking it out. Uh, 
But all Where right. are we playing after Seattle? Portland. Okay, so, so we Seattle. don't have a long drive. No, Seattle is going to be a fun night. Yeah, so NK is going to be in there drinking beer. Me too, because <laughs> one of my best friends is coming to see us in Seattle, and I haven't seen him for a long time. So, so it's about to be a party night, and I'm going to be watching Primordial Atrocity. After party with PA. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Wait, was there a question? Yeah, <laughs> if you could write a letter to your younger self when you had your first studio recording experience, what would you tell yourself? I don't know. Um, let's see. I pretty much aced it my first time, so <laughs> I wouldn't tell myself anything. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. The, th- the thing with you is that... I actually did ace it, by the way. I'm sure you did, but <laughs> I, what I've noticed with you is that every time you go and track at a studio, you learn something. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just being a jerk. Uh, what would I tell myself? You know, the first, what's kind of weird is the first time you record, it doesn't really matter that much because you're just doing something that nobody's going to hear for the most part. Yeah, and you almost don't want to tell yourself the things yeah. that you know like 15 or 20 years later because then you'd, doing it as like yeah, a noob, like, you'd have, be an asshole. Have fun <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah, because cool. honestly, that might be like someone who's a little too like learned. Like you're a, you might like think you know a little too much for you might bum yourself out yeah yeah um i'd say definitely have fun um yeah which i did i mean the first time i went into a studio like my dad's friend had a recording studio Mm -hmm. and we recorded like our like demo tape up in there i mean i I was sick it was me chase and sean had a band and we were like regression yeah and we were like a punk band and we were 12. That's pretty cool. So, the, I mean. The first time I recorded. What was could I have with, said to myself then? Like, dude, just stick, just keep going, man. Yeah. Everything I would have told myself. Things. Everything I would have told myself is stuff that I just did. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. On, like, honestly, have fun, yeah, have that. fun and just believe in yourself. Don't like, sec, don't sit and second guess yourself and just kind of like do your thing um is that what you would tell yourself yeah (laughs) i would (laughs) but the first time that i tracked was i did an album at this guy named chris brown's Uh, the chris brown the chris brown but no there was this guy named chris brown he recorded in iowa on like his parents farm in a barn they had built out a studio Sounds like a first recording experience. Yeah, with my band uh, Prevail. That sounds... You know what's funny? Um, but it was sick. It wasn't like a crappy barn. I know, but like the... You could... Explaining your oh, first awesome. recording experience, it could either sound like you're doing your first recording experience or you're at the very height of music. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like... It's all the same. One way, your first recording experience is like, yeah, it was like on a, in a my friend's barn, right? <laughs> yeah. Then the top is like Queen, like at a barn, at a barn, yeah. making it into a studio. They've you know? like stripped it back yeah. to go, and they're in their <laughs> friend's barn. Yeah, so. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, the first time that you record, I, I just do, do your thing. It's not gonna matter. I don't know. I don't even know if I would go back and tell myself anything. No just one's gonna hear it. Yeah. No one's gonna hear. Just kinda do it. <laughs> I don't know. Have fun. Tight, yeah, just have keep, fun. Keep your snare nice and tight, cranked up. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's a good thing. Uh, to do, which I did. 
I would have. Um, I don't know. We got to be able to think of something, dude. Uh, I was really fucking proud of that recording. My best friend and I would jam that for so many years. Just jamming your own, like the totally. first time you hear. It's cool the first time you start recording and you like hear your own music. It's a good thing. Oh, it's awesome. And you You're just like, like love it. So that for me, that wasn't, the, I don't remember that being like super exciting to me. It was exciting when like the first time I recorded with like animosity. Like that was exciting. Yeah, sick band. It was like, we're like heavy, dude. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. yeah. I liked recording. And if I could go back and tell myself something there, I'd be like, guys, play to a metronome. Come totally. On, dude. Oh, dude. Okay, there we go. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Go tell yourself to pl- go play with a fucking metronome. Know, like, don't be one of those people. Now, so. I don't know. Some people, I think, still think it's cool to not play with a metronome. And honestly, anytime I hear like... A band not with a metronome, I'm like, but it'd be sicker if they did. Might be sicker if he did. Might be sicker. What's that like meme? <laughs> it'd be better if he <laughs> did. <laughs> I don't, yeah, play with a metronome. That's what I would say. I mean, uh, even if you're not gonna uh, look, even if you're not gonna record, even if your band's not gonna play with one, especially if you're a vocalist. Practice I think a lot of vocalists. Over the years, I've heard a lot of vocalists not play to a metronome, and like. Something that will make or break vocals to me is being on fucking time, you know, especially live. You want to be, I like to hear a vocalist that's like razor sharp, especially in the kind of death metal we play where there are like parts where the vocals are syncopated to the music. Yeah. I'm just, I really want to hear that stuff replicated live. So as a vocalist, it's super beneficial Another thing I would actually go back and tell myself is to start playing with in-ears from day one. Seriously. That's actually a good thing right there. I, I would tell myself that too. Absolutely. Someone hit me up the other day I and asked me uh, what kind of mic. He hasn't done vocals before and he is about to do vocals on stage and he asked me what kind of microphone to use for a screaming vocalist. It's like you're going to be using the one that's at the venue that smells like yeah. someone's or. Pie. Dude, just go out and buy like a 58 SM58. They're $100 microphones, very yeah. base level for screaming. That's really what That's what everyone uses. That's really what you you should use. Whatever. But what you should spend money on are in-ears. True. Because that is going to in-ears are actually going to dictate how you sound live because a lot of vocalists in particular, you cannot hear yourself live. So because your instrument is your body, and you have to hear yourself, you will oh, you will push your voice way too hard and strain yourself and not be able to finish a lot of your vocal lines. Mm-hmm. So you'll start getting super off time and you'll start being su- super exacerbated. Is that the word? No. What's the word? Exacerbated? I think that's when you ha- when something gets uh, like further pushed up. Oh, my bad. They, so... Uh, You'll be confrontation (laughs) exhausted. Okay. Not exhausted, but you'll be like further. You'll be like, um, exhausting your energy. Right. And in order to keep your voice in perfect condition from the beginning to the end of the set, you have to hear yourself and you can't do it in a monitor. You can, it does not happen. I don't care what you tell me. That's why these pros be wearing in ears. That's why everyone wears 
goddamn in-ears. Straight up. That is the biggest game changer, period. And I would definitely tell myself that. But that's yeah. also as a live musician. Well, that's the thing. If you're doing that all the time, then you're put me in the studio. I'm good to go. Put me in totally. I'm good to go. That's it true. It doesn't matter. I'm got, I've got everything I need right here. Kill the PA. It doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit. Totally. I'm fucking doing my thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean. Boom. Then there's you're not, no monitor. Dude, there's no monitor. I don't yeah. care. It doesn't matter. Turn right. it off. Turn Actually, the you, off you, you know, that will also help because vocals have a huge tendency to feed back because of the monitor being turned go. up to the fucking yeah. brim and hitting red because you want to hear yourself, but you also want to hear like reverb and good things on your vocals. In my in-ears, the whole time my vocals sound perfect and the music sounds like an album. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing like a perfect recording. There you go. So that's what you want. So be really sick. So your music sounds like an album. Yeah. <laughs> first things first. <laughs> If your drummer is not sick, fire him because you're never going to be on time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jake Miller. A lot of Jakes tonight. <laughs> hey, guys. Love y'all's podcast. Love y'all and the podcast. Sorry. I only found love out about too, it Jake. from Chaney doing a TikTok live and mentioning it. Wow, Dude, TikTok. Nice. Does TikTok work? Apparently. I didn't. I honestly was like, no one's going to watch this live who like cares about metal right but it seems like it worked does matter. all right it does matter cool i might do another one then uh my question is what's the best way to get my band noticed and start building a serious fan base thank you from texas vocals for scrap pile hell yeah i'd say first things first you already got the sick name <laughs> that name fucking rips scrap pile dude <laughs> i'm 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 so, already seeing honestly i'm loving it for both of these last two band names primordial atrocity and scrap pile i'm i already got the shirts like pile of sticks yeah i don't want to be able to read first of all with scrap pile's name i don't want to be able to read your name same with yeah. primordial atrocity i don't want to be able to read it uh, i don't want to be able to read it either. i want it to just be just hard like naveen said pile of sticks dripping down your shirt so that's the so that's and, one of the first things. But you already got that. Yeah. We already got that yeah, out of the, the way. Yeah, the names Boom. are good to go. That's on logo on show. every shirt. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, there's two ways to answer this. There's like a douchey way, and then a uh, you know like a more artistic way. <laughs> yeah. So the artistic way is make the music that you want to make. Yeah. And if people start picking up on it, that's awesome. But no matter what, you will be satisfied because you'll be making the type of stuff that you want to make and that doesn't happen overnight that takes a really long time it's not it's not even something that happens ever i don't think i think it's just a a never-ending journey you're just making yeah. music and kind of going in different directions and um being stoked on it from time to time yeah type of a thing and that <laughs> honestly is all that i've ever done for the most part, I'd say about 90% of my effort has just been, let me make music that I think is cool. And yeah. that even makes it sound like that's more uh, premeditated than it really is. I'm actually just making music. And it happens to be kind of cool sometimes. That's really totally. where I'm at. I'm not really like trying super hard. Like, I got to make something really sick. I mean, I have like standards or I'll be like, oh, I want to make something really fast or whatever, you know for sure and that has taken me 
as far as I have. Not that I'm like some uber famous musician or whatever, but a thing that I can say about myself is that I've been seriously playing music and being able to tour and stuff for <clears throat> almost 20 years now. You know, so that's yeah. that's one of the things. But then from a douchey standpoint, you know, you want to have your merch to look cool. Yeah, you want, you, your want to art, spend time. you want your art to look cool and to match your name. And yeah, to, and spend a little bit of time like on your branding or whatever, quote unquote. Yeah, and kind of like knowing what your thing is. Yeah, and that uh, takes a really long time as well. Of course, it takes like, I, I don't even think that our band really started to figure that out until like two years ago. And every day... I'm like, oh, okay, I get it a little more. Yeah, which is okay. It's okay to take time doing those things, but really, it's fun. It's not even. It's it's, it's hella fun, that, it's and cool. it's all a part of being a musician. But it also just takes time to do. And I think that a lot of bands have a tendency to break up after one or two years, or you know, they'll be working on an album for one or two years, and it like it's always coming out like sometime and then they break up and but really like put continuously putting out material i think too yeah. like i said not like over analyzing your material to the point that you have been writing an album for the past seven years and it's never come out over analyze right. it to a certain point like i'm a i honestly am a perfectionist to a fault and i like overanalyze myself a lot but at a certain point you have to just let it go. And I know that a lot of bands who like don't really get anywhere, they just question the things that they do forever. They only have one EP out. We live in a world where it's so easy to track yourself at home. And it's so easy to like sit at a computer, write a riff. You can use fake drums. People don't really care as long as the material is cool and worth listening yeah. to. So, you know, the possibilities of getting stuff out there are really at your fingertips. And that's really at the end of the day, when someone shows me a band personally, their merch can be a little off. Their thing can be a little off, but if their music is it's cooler, good, if it is on, yeah, <laughs> it's cooler if it's on, but if it's off, I totally get it. And I listen, I care about the music more than anything. And yeah. that really is the thing because dude, you can, take a band with good music and you can market them it that's really easy to do but having a band who can't play their instruments and like who right. make like awful music and can't play it live that's not an easy thing to to teach marketing yeah, you'll see is the a easy band thing who's got like one or the other like they're really really crazy talented musicians and stuff but it's not like branded at all or yeah. whatever and they're kind of a small band right and then you got the opposite where they're like totally marketed like all branded and everything yeah. and their music's just dog shit totally. so i think <clears throat> it's definitely um important to i'd say spend the bulk of your time on your creative journey and then do you know you can't ignore having the image and the merch and the, you know, uh, making things look slick and, and yeah. being cool on the internet and stuff. So there's definitely a, uh, a part of that that needs to happen. Totally. And, or, and, and really that's just being like yourself, you know, just let it happen. Like, I really Chain and I aren't like online, like some like persona, you know, we're just doing what we think is cool. Yeah. I think that's 
another thing that it comes down to is to be authentic in what you're doing yeah. and people really latch on to that just enjoy just the be yourself ride, yeah enjoy it and just enjoy really journey, never stop because that sounds really uh cheesy to never, never stop. stop it sounds so cliche and cheesy but that really is the only reason that Naveen and I are still playing music is no, because stop. we there are so many times where both of us could have been like you know what I don't really want to do this that much anymore I'm gonna go do something else yeah. but the reason that we've been able to get as far as we have which isn't like the furthest but we're we you know like Naveen said we don't we do music for a living that's what we do and the reason we've been able to do that is because we have not stopped doing that. A hundred percent of the bands that are out there playing shows and have a bunch of fans are playing shows and having a bunch of fans. Right. They didn't stop doing it. Yeah. And, you know, be like, just it's yeah. not like a, I don't think you have to be committed in the way that, you know, a New Year's resolution or something, but like, make the decision that that's what you're going to do with your life. Totally. and you know? And something will come from it. And if that's what you're going to do, that means that's what you're going to do no matter what. Yeah. And always just be your total authentic self. You don't have to necessarily adhere to like what's expected of you from or like one genre. The coolest bands yeah. always like do their own thing. And I, that, that's another thing, like being authentic. Some people kind of take that in a way like I have to be like totally this original guy or whatever. Not and true. Like for me, my authentic self I, I like love other musicians and there's a bunch of people who have really inspired me big time and I want to be like them. So for me, that's being authentic. I want to be like these musicians who or make music like the people that I look up to, you know, doesn't mean totally. that I need to like rewrite everything that's ever been done before, you know? And of course I want, but I think if you are being genuine about it and taking genuine influence, it'll come out in your own way. I absolutely agree with that. And so, you might start boom. you might start off writing stuff that's more derivative and over time you just kind of find your voice, you know? You figure out what it is you're supposed to do and what feels right. You just kinda of gotta you gotta stay with it like anything else. So number one. Just yeah, uh, you gotta just keep doing it. Stay with it, man. So uh the best way to get noticed is to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You learn something new all the time. It's kinda of like what we were talking about with with Jake Lloyd. If you keep going, you just inevitably learn new things about it. You start to understand more what your thing is, what you want to do, what you want your band to be. And it's authentic, but it's also a learning experience. And, you know, you get things more in line the further along you get. And also, uh, to top that off, I have come to the realization that the best, most important thing that we can do in our life is the type of work that we like doing absolutely nothing is more important than that it, it really is because that's what you're do you have to spend your time doing something and the most meaningful way to do that is to do something that you like doing and that doesn't mean you're going to like doing it all the time i'm building a studio right now it's one of the coolest things i've ever done in my life but there's always a point in every day where i'm like fuck i'm really over this yeah totally. but it's like so awesome and i love doing it so i think keep that in mind it's a thing that you're just gonna do for the rest of your life and that's it the work is never done no it's fun our work is never over the work is never done it's always fun podcast title. damn
All right, last question of the night. This one is from Gabriel. Not not Jake, huh? <laughs> yeah. What is the process of forming a tour? How do all of the bands agree slash form as one full tour? And how long is the process of hearing about doing the tour to it being officially announced? Take. All right, that's the first question. Uh, okay, that's so, a really, really good question, actually. Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially like parents and stuff, they, they have like no idea how, how it works. You know, like how do you guys all get together? Like, so the way that it works is, um, a band that's going to be the headlining band, the last band, that's that's kind of considered their tour. Right. So and on what they do is they talk to their booking agent, and they have a few bands that they want to op- that open for them. So they will propose a set amount of dates. So let's say it's 30 days. It goes to all these cities and then they put the feelers out for who wants to join them on that tour. And you get what's known as an offer to do the tour. So it's Entheos. Do you want to open up for this band? You're going to get X amount of money per night. Here's where it's going. Let us know if you want to do it. You need to let us know immediately. They always they always tell you that you they need to you need to let them know immediately. You got to know now. You got to know in twelve yeah. hours. That's you know that's. But really, you don't need to let them know immediately. So what <laughs> a band does from there is that will be sent to your management and your band, or if you don't have a manager, just the band and your it, your booking agent. Sometimes your booking agent is the one booking the entire tour. But sometimes your booking agent is just the receiver of the offer. So then as a band, you can choose to take the offer as is or you can negotiate. And when you negotiate, you're you're taking the amount of money that they offered you and you're negotiating a little more money for yourself. Or the time. Maybe like they offered you like a 35 minute set and you're like, hey, we want to play for 45 minutes. You know, you say something like that. Or we want to help, you know, a football helmet full of cottage cheese or, you know, whatever. whatever. stuff. Or you decide that you don't want to even be on tour with that band at all. And you can turn down the offer. Yeah. Or you can respond and negotiate. Or you can respond and not need to negotiate at all. And just say, hey, sounds like a good time. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do it. exactly. So then that's you've confirmed a tour at that point. And what they'll usually tell you is, Entheos, you are getting an offer from so-and-so band to be slot four out of five bands. So that means that you're direct support. Uh, you don't usually know who the other bands are because they haven't, they're being asked at the same exact yeah. time and they're confirming. But that's, that's how it works. And uh, it seems kind of confusing for the average person. Yeah, it is confusing. But yeah, we don't. So that's another thing. Like, you know, people will be like, what? You guys aren't going to, you know, wherever, you know? And it's like, I had absolutely nothing to do with especially, the tour at all. I just especially, said I would go on it. Especially if we're a support band. If yeah. you're the headlining band, you have some say. Then over you can it. say, "Hey, we want to go to Santa Cruz. We want to go yeah. to Nashville." Blah blah blah. If but, you're a support yeah. band, you have literally, absolutely, one hundred percent nothing to do with the booking of the tour at all. At all, you just or show up. What time the shows are, or anything to do except that you're invited to play the shows and you're going to get paid. And then taking that one step further, most of the time. <clears throat> Most of the time, only one person in the band even has any idea what's going on. And the rest <laughs> of the people like, simply are just told what day to show up. Yeah. That's it. But also, with that offer, you'll, you'll be told how much money you're going to make, how many shows there will be, um, 
And also you'll get like a certain amount of money for food every night for your entire crew. And you'll be offered that, um, your set length. And also you'll be told how many shirt designs you're allowed to take with you. Right. So that all comes packaged together in the offer. A, a lot of details. A lot of deets. So of deets. after you confirm, you're like confirmed for the tour. And usually you know that you're doing the tour for a good two or three months before it's actually announced. Usually, two, three, probably honestly, six it's like six. Yeah, I mean, we've Some, known about this tour that we're doing for like fucking eight Almost months. a year, I think, <laughs> yeah. we've known about this tour. I remember when we, we confirmed it, we were like... I was like, oh, that's just never going to happen. I thought it was happen. a that's million like in, years away. We confirmed it before I got in an accident. We confirmed yeah. this tour. So that was like, what? when was that? Uh, that was August. So I think we knew yeah. about this tour last June or July. Right. So I was like, that's never going to happen. And that, that's in the future. Yeah. So that gives you time, um, in our case, to get live members. which It's time for us and to, then to put hire, everything off. To and, hire a crew. Yeah. Yeah, and then to order merch. And there's a lot of preparation that goes into touring that I don't know if a lot of people get. And that's one of the main reasons why Chaney and I were like, hey, you know what? We're going to not try to push it and tour so <coughs> soon after all the crazy lockdowns and everything. Because, not because we were like scared to tour or anything, but it was more because, well, if we go buy a bunch of freaking t-shirts and get all these guys out here to play with us and everything, and then the tour doesn't happen or gets canceled halfway through. Who's paying for that? Yeah, we're you know? just me. And we're very, uh, our band in particular is very money conscious. Like we do, I've been doing the budgeting for our tour for the past couple of weeks. Naveen does a lot of stuff with the yeah, budgeting. You write it down. Like here's we, how much we need to yeah, make Yeah, we are day. very on, we know exactly how much money we can spend and what we're liable, what we can make, you know, off the merch yeah. we have. I mean, what we do and what we started doing towards the last couple tours is we take the the whole entire cost of the tour and then I just divide that up by every show. So I'm like, here's how much we need to make every day. And if we make it, then I'm like, we're going to be good. Yeah. And if then we, you can exceed that amount and then you start making a little bit And then you start high-fiving because it's high pretty sick. And you get stoked. Yeah. And it's, uh, it improves the band morale. <laughs> So yeah, you, but yeah, we know exactly how much money we need to make every single day in order to pay our merch bill, our yeah. sound person, our merch person. Uh, in our case, we have, uh, we're taking two live guitar players and then also, you know, when we get paid, we know what we have to hit in order for us to get paid. But then, you know, you have to account for the van potentially breaking down, the trailer. Yeah, if the van breaks down, who's going to pay for it? Yeah, so we also keep money in savings to be able to cover that stuff if any of that goes awry. So, it, But on top of that, you know, like I said, you're ordering merch, um, hiring your, your crew, getting the van ready. Makeup artists. Makeup artists. Masseuses. Uh, buying clothes to wear on tour you're just kind of like wardrobe and, you know you're planning it all out don't forget about takes, getting your nails done cheney believe me i'm not and i'm getting my hair done too oh i got my hair done today it's uh, <laughs> i just did it went in the kitchen and i put a bunch of coconut oil. my secret's coconut oil it's got i can see the coconut pieces in your uh, fucking those aren't hair. coconut pieces those might be dandruff all right gabriel also says do you ever listen yeah. to your own music on your free time well that's all i've been doing lately yeah 
because we just uh, finished honestly, our I, album. Yeah, I usually listen to it a lot when I'm writing it, and then right after it comes out, oh, not even when it comes out, but when it's done. When it's mixed. I'll like give it a couple listens. I'm like, this is sick. I'll also I'm listen to the music videos, yeah. for sure. Can't say. Kinda, I, I haven't probably, but then I'll, I'll revisit everything when we're writing the next album. Oh, really? So, yeah, because I listened to Dark Future and Infinite Nothing right yeah. when we started writing this album. But yeah, I, I'd I'm like not to gonna, take a break from this one for a while, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not going to be listening honest, to yeah. it for a long time because, you know, you go and play it live and you honestly, I start to hear different versions of songs in my head because I start to hear live versions. And, yep. uh, and so while we're writing, I listen to our music a ton. Like yeah. that's all I've been listening to for the last probably five months. But and I probably will still listen to it for the next two months until it's mixed. And then when the singles come out, but after that, I'm just going to shelve it. Shelve that motherfucker. I love it. It's like one of my favorite albums, but you know, you I'll kinda, give I'm it a, a serious listen when this thing is like done, when Mark's done mixing it and shit, I'm going to fucking me too. jam that fucker. I might listen to it once a year. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm might listen weird. to it before a tour as well. You know, I'm, I need to go back and listen to a few of our songs, but. Well, there you go. That's okay. it. Yeah. Uh, last question of the night, Chaney, because then we need to get the F out of here. Any memorable moments at the Catalyst? What's your favorite venue to watch a concert or show? Uh, dude, when I was venue to like play 12, live? I went and saw a real big fish there, dude. Damn. Get some of that. Dude. When it was we, way sick. When we saw Tegan and Sarah there, it was sick as that fuck. That was really good. We also saw BT Bam play the Alaska or the fucking Colors. I was going to mention that tour. That was actually the first thing that came to mind. And people were like crowd surfing over the twenty one and over area. It was pretty sick. Dude, that was super sick. That was sick. That was a really good time. Uh, who else? I've seen a bunch of freaking good. Yeah, shows we've there. seen a ton of stuff. Um, Riff yeah. Raff. We in the atrium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The atrium, Converge, and uh, Sumac in the atrium. We're about to play the atrium, so that's going to be pretty memorable. That I, be I met I met Anoop Sastry there. There you go. Saw him playing with intervals. Um, uh, a lot of memorable lot stuff. Of I mean, I've seen so many of my animals, friends. That, uh, yeah, I've seen so many of my friends play there, and Ben Torres seeing him there was pretty rad. We saw Chase play with Decrepit. We hung out there sometimes. We'd go play pool upstairs. People don't know that. There's like an upstairs little, lounge. Yeah, I get a little crunk up in there. And you can go play pool. You can get drinks. Dude, we've weird. seen some we've seen a lot of cool stuff at the Catalyst. Santa Cruz, dude. It's gonna be weird being there. It's I'm gonna right. love it. I'm gonna love yeah, it. It's gonna be cool. Um If you're there, come say hi. Favorite venue to watch a concert or a show? Uh, just my living room with a DVD on of the show. DVD, huh? <laughs> I like it to uh, watch stream, a DVD, all the lights copy. off. Lights off. All right, favorite venue to play. I've, I, I, uh, I remember I had an answer to this. Favorite venue I've ever played. I don't know. I've played a lot of sick venues. Na, 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 na. I, I just can't pick question. one. This is like albums. My favorite venue to play is in your backyard. What up? That's not even good. Um, no, the other day I was actually thinking about my favorite venue to play, and I had an answer. You know what? Well, venue? Why don't you just name some cool venues that you've played? How about that? My 
I don't really care about the venue. I care I'd say about come and take it live, dude. That's a good venue. Texas, that that's place good fucking venue. rules. Whoa. I don't care about the venue though as much as I care about the how sick the crowd is. So yeah. any venue could be good if the crowd is sick. The last true on that river. That's tour, what's up, dude. Sick crowd. On that on rivers everything. tour that we did, Kansas City went apeshit, and uh, New Haven, like Tampa. At that venue, I think it's called New Haven. That was fucking sick. And then there was this guy with moon yep. moonshine after the show. And I was just sipping on that moonshine oh, 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 and just in like fucking. Yeah, yeah. No, this wasn't at Kansas. This was No, in, there was moonshine at Kansas. Because remember, everybody got into a fight. No, uh, like this is a different tour. This is Rivers. Oh, oh, yeah. There was a guy. No, he. it wasn't moonshine. It was a. Uh, what's. It's not wine. Mezcal. No, it's not wine. It's a. Uh, Port. No, it's like barley wine. Barley wine. Was it really barley? Yeah, wine? he had fucking barley <laughs> wine that he made. So he's sick, and I hope that he comes back out to the show because I was drinking his barley wine and bring some of that good barley smoked wine. Smoked a J and just went to sleep. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to agree. I mean, just playing. Fuck the venue. You know, I'm trying to rip the crowd up. I'm trying to rip the crowd, and I'm also trying to chill with the crowd. It it is beneficial when the venue has a good sound system. Let's be real. Yeah, but I can't tell. I got in ears in. I'm going to have fun every night 17, of 20 is pretty sick. I'm going to have... Cheney, agree? Disagree? Yeah, I like playing there. It's a pretty nice venue. It's pro- that's probably the sickest venue. I'm going to have... Uh, I'm going to have fun at every venue on this tour because I'm not doing merch and I'm just going to be standing by merch and watching our merch guy do it and hanging out with people. So your favorite venue is a venue that you don't have to sell merch at. That's, yeah. Best, yeah. best venue. All right. Well, that's the show right, for the guys, week, guys. Yeah. That, um, oh, that was actually a good time, to be honest. Yeah, that was a, a great time. time. Love doing this podcast. Love you guys. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, yeah, send us more questions. Uh, come and see us on tour. Say what's up. Much see love, you, you guys. Have a good week. week. Peace. Yeah. NK taking over the show solo.